Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Welcome back to the real, ugh, I can't even talk. We're, we're going back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast. Um, this is the kind of day I'm having. Um, this is Sophia, and I'm so excited that you guys are back. I'm just honored that you keep listening to my podcast. This is episode 46, and I have an awesome guest today, um, Mary Ellen, and we are going to talk about something that um, I feel like infiltrates the diet world, and that is carbs. So if you just shook in your boots when I said that, you're really going to want to listen to this episode. Um, Mary Ellen, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, tell everybody your credentials, what you do, all that good stuff. Sure. Um, thank you for having me on, first of all. Um, I'm excited. So I'm Mary Ellen. I am a licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist, um, and I specialize in a plant-based diet. I really have a passion for helping women who are struggling to find foods that both kind of nourish their bodies, but actually taste good, you know? So, um, I originally moved over to a vegan diet because I love animals. Um, so I started that way, but I found out after a while eating those kind of plant-based foods really improved my health. So I decided to go back to get my master's degree in nutrition to really understand the role foods play in our bodies. Um, and I then wanted to go and help other people feel better too. So you know, basically I support my clients in creating healthy habits that align with both their values and their health goals without, um, feeling restricted or overwhelmed. Totally. Also, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I run a food blog. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I was just gonna say I run uh, the nutrition and wellness, the food blog to, um, you know, just share my recipes with everybody, but. Awesome. And you, did you start as a food blog? Yes. I started as okay. a food blog, um, doing like vegan recipes. And then I got so into the foods and people were asking me questions. I'm like, I can't answer the questions without an actual degree. Like I didn't feel comfortable doing that. So I was like, you know yeah. what, I'm going to, I'm going to get educated. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there is, I'm actually, um, cause I'm a, um, a health coach as well. And it's just mm -hmm. the big thing is there is a big, you know, scope of practice with you can, I, I kind of like to look at it as like nutrition dietitians, um, do the, what, like what people need to be doing the specifics of that. And then I look at myself as the how, because so many, um, times I have people that I work with that are like, okay, I was told I need to eat this and this and this, but I don't even know how to, how to do this. Like my life is crazy. I'm too busy. Like, how am right. I going to even make this work? And so, yeah, that's so awesome. And that's why I love connecting with people like Mary, Mary Ellen, because I'm a, I'm kind of a science geek. I'm really, um, I just really believe in the science behind things. And if we kind of take a step back and we peel away the layers of, you know, diet culture and what we should be doing and fearing this and not fearing that. And we look at the science behind things, we get so many answers. And I think we've lost that art of science a little bit. Right. Totally true. In, in today's world, um, which brings me to our chat today, carbohydrates. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's so funny. You know, I, when I first entered the, the world online, AKA like the diet world, because of when I started my business, I was 
like literally floored at how many quote unquote rules there were floating around of things you should and shouldn't do. I, mm-hmm. I guess I was really naive because um, I just ate what I felt I wanted. And yeah, that sounds like, I don't mean to sound that in a, um, in like a snobby way, like, oh, I could eat whatever I want. No, it's <laughs> not that because I definitely just can't eat whatever I want. My body rejects a lot of things that I love to eat. Um, but it's more along the sense of when it comes to carbs and fats and things like that is I, it, I thought about like what my body was craving. And sometimes I craved pasta and sometimes I craved, you know, like a lot of greens. And when I entered online, I was like, whoa, we're not supposed to eat carbs. Like, that's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of like fear and restriction and, and things online all the yeah. time. And it's, it, like you said, it's not science-based. It's what people are thinking. And I don't know, people make up their own diets and it's just, it's odd to see. And I feel pressure too. I've always felt pressure like Mm -hmm. beforehand. What should I be telling people? I don't want to tell people the wrong thing. And even now people question me and like, that's not right. That's not right. And I'm like, you know, that's like, this is the science of it kind of like you were saying. Right. Yeah. And that's, we peel back and we look at the science. So, right. Um, so why don't we start like, just, let's just start with some basics. Like, let's like, speaking of basics, let's start some basics. Can you explain to people like, what are carbohydrates? And I know you're going to talk about there's different types of carbohydrates, but in general, like, what are they? And like, what do they do? Okay. So carbohydrates are one of the three macronutrients that our bodies needs, um, along with protein and fat. Um, carbohydrates main function in the body is to provide energy. So what happens is we consume carbohydrates, they're digested, and then they're broken down into glucose in our bodies. Then the pancreas produces a hormone called insulin. And then insulin's job is really to clear the sugar from our bloodstreams, carry it into our cells to be used to make, to make energy. Um, and then if there's too much glucose in the bloodstream, it'll be stored for later use. So that's kind of how that works with like eating and digesting carbohydrates. So that's, yeah. Awesome. Um, and that's kind of just the basic science about it. Right. Um, right. And people, you know, carbs are energy, but what about, and I'm not, I'm just, I'm not questioning you in any way whatsoever, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm trying to like, um, I want to say all the things that other people might say. Yeah. But what about things like, you know, the diets that, try and use fat as energy or, you know, what, yeah. what do you, what is the science behind why we also need to make sure we're using carbs as energy? Yeah. So there's like the keto diets out and it's big right now. Um, it was first started for, um, epilepsy, I think. And then, yes. you know, people there's research on it for especially brain tumors, things like that. Um, so with the ketogenic diet, people usually reduce their carbs to only like 20, 25 grams, depending maybe a little bit more a day. And then the rest is like 75% of what you're supposed to be eating is fats. And then a small amount is protein. So yeah, those diets, I mean, fat can be used for other things. Fat can be used for energy. So you can break down fats into energy. That's, that's how people are living on a ketogenic diet. But um, our bodies break down carbohydrates f- faster than they would break down fats for energy. So there's, I mean, 
to me, there's no real need to use fats for energy most of the time, you know, unless you have certain health conditions. I always like to say that. Um, yes, for sure. Get your carbs and your energy. If, if you can get your energy from carbohydrates, um, why, why do a specific special diet unless you really have to? Well, and don't our brains actually prefer carbohydrates, carbohydrate energy, then don't they, I thought, um, from what I remember, the brain, um, mm -hmm. needs the carb, the glucose, the actual carbohydrate yes. energy, because fats don't break down into glucose. Right. Glucose right. from carbohydrates is essential for brain function. Our yep. brain uses, I forget about a lot, maybe 20, 25%, something like that of our body's total energy. So we really do need that glucose for brain function. Yes. yes. Totally. And um, and that's why, like, if you're a low carb, which I, I like to try things just for fun. Cause I'm mm -hmm. weird like that. So like, I've tried, like, I had never done a juice cleanse. So I was like, Ooh, I'm going to try a juice cleanse. I've never mm -hmm. done like all these things that people like to do. And I, my story with, um, cutting my carbs is I lasted until lunchtime and then I wanted to murder <laughs> people. And I was yes. like, I need carbs. Like I couldn't function like my brain, mm -hmm. even just that short amount of time. And I'm a high energy person. I use, I've my like resting, like energy expenditure is probably much higher than most people's <laughs> mm -hmm. because I just, I'm just high energy. I do a lot. I'm always moving. I've got three kids. And by lunchtime, I like had such brain fog, such, I felt so lethargic. Mm -hmm. I couldn't think straight. And that is when I know that I need food. And by food, usually that means I need my, that glucose to make my brain function. That's totally true. I've tried, I've tried every diet you can imagine too. So I'm with you. My body craves carbs. Um, there's different kinds of carbs and things like that, but you know, you do need that glucose for brain function. And I was always, if I don't have enough carbs, I'm always tired. I don't think straight. So I'm with yes. you. Yeah. Totally. So, um, so let's talk about the different types of carbs. There are simple <laughs> and complex carbs. Can you explain what each is? Um, mm -hmm. And give us, you know, some info on them. Sure, sure. Um, let me let me talk a little bit about sugar, starches, and fiber, if that's Perfect. okay. Yeah, of um, course, of course. So there's those three kind of carbohydrates. So sugars are short chain carbohydrates that are easily turned into our to fuel our body. So they're quick. So that's like glucose, fructose, um, sucrose, things like that. Then there are starches. Um, there are long chains of glucose molecules. Um, and then those are get, those get broken down into glucose in the digestive system. So then we could use those. And then there's fiber, which can't be digested by humans. Um, it can't be broken down into the sugar molecules into glucose. Um, so it passes through our body undigested. Um, so those are kind of the three. And then the foods, there's two different types of kind of carbs that we think of with foods like you were saying. So the simple refined carbohydrates, and then there's the complex or people call whole carbohydrates. Um, the complex or whole carbohydrates are unprocessed and they contain that fiber that's usually found in food. Whereas the simple or refined carbs have been processed and they have all that natural fiber stripped out. Um, some things that are would be refined carbohydrates are things like plain table sugar, pastries, white bread and white pasta, white rice, those things with the bran and everything like stripped from it. Um, sugar sweetened beverages, the fruit juices, because 
again, all the pulp is taken out of the fruit juice, all the fiber. Um, so those are some of the refined carbs, um, the whole complex carbs, which are better for our health and better for our bodies, our whole vegetables and fruits, legumes, um, things like grains like that. Those kind of carbohydrates um, take longer for our bodies to break down. So they provide energy for a longer period of time. And then that fiber helps us regulate the body's use of sugars, um, which helps us to keep hunger at bay and keeps our blood sugar in check. So those are kind so of two different. Yeah. Um, so how does fiber regulate our body sugars? So to help, you know, keep the, our levels, um, uh, our levels like even instead of the high rise and fall. Um, well, so if, so with, with that, with the simple carbs, it's, it's so easy to be broken down. And then with the fiber, our body, it takes a lot for our body to kind of, um, try to digest the, the, the fiber and it doesn't digest the fiber. Um, there's actually two different kinds of fiber. So there's soluble fiber, which dissolves in water and that kind of fiber helps lower our glucose levels, um, and can help lower blood sugar levels as, um, I'm sorry, um, lower cholesterol levels as well. Um, soluble fiber has, I say, I can never say soluble, right? If, it's, it is a kind of so, a tongue twister. My son like, has, yeah. my son has um, articulation um, issues and like soluble is like, cause he has the S's and the L's. Like it's yeah. so funny. It is a funny word to say. Okay. Just if, if anybody's listening and making fun of me, I'm trying. <laughs> so anyway, so some foods um, that include soluble fiber are oatmeal, nuts, beans, um, fruits, things like that. Um, some fruits. And then insoluble, which cannot be dissolved in water, um, are the kind of fiber that helps move food, food through our digestive system and helps us, um, you know, go, if you will, <laughs> keeps yep. us regular. Um, and those kind of insoluble fibers are like wheats, um, whole grains, brown rice, legumes, um, things like that. So, yep. Yeah, and when I, I was in um, college, because I was pre-med in college, and I remember okay. that that they called non-soluble fiber the broom of the digestive system. It mm -hmm. was so I always I've always had that visual. It's, it shows how how like when you like attach things to like something when you're learning them, how strong it is. Because I still remember my professor talking about like, and I have this visual of this like broom sweeping through our gut and like pushing everything out. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And it, it's true. People always say like, you see people are on, on like TV, you see people saying, take, you know, these drinks that have fiber in it. And I always look at it and I'm like, well, just eat some veggies too. Like, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah it or, sweeps it yeah. out. Yeah. Cleans you out. Yeah. Um, and also some of the fibers of, um, that I think a lot of people don't also understand is that when you're taking like a lot of those fibers, you don't read the fine print that says you have to be guzzling water because they mm -hmm. can actually do the opposite and block you up if you're not drinking all that water to have yeah. it that you know dissolve and get through you. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that people don't realize. Like that's why they're like and have it in huge glasses of water or something. Yeah, that's that's yeah, really good point. Yeah, so I just yeah, it's funny cuz I'm um I, it's uh 
my so my cat my late cat who we just lost like he had um he was old and he had to be on Miralax the last Mm. like five years of his life and so I always put it in his food but I also had um he had kidney disease so I gave him um I always had to give him fluids Mm -hmm. um like through an IV every day I gave him some fluids and part of that was just to kind of help things move along because with Mm -hmm. kidney disease like it it, you're you don't know how to regulate your water intake and so um he you know I always you know added fluids to kind of give him a boost but um yeah that Miralax is a it can it can do the opposite if you're not careful right yeah totally (laughs) so those are the types of carbs and stuff and we have so many people that, you know, talk about, well, we're going to lose weight if we cut out carbs. And what is, I know, I mean, I know there's like, you know, the science behind it. And why is it that, you know, initially, why is it that you lose weight when you're on a low carb diet? Well, I think people might, I think it depends. Everyone's so different. So I want to start out with saying that, but, um, if you cut out some carbs, it, it, it could be because it it depends on what, what kind of carbs, again, what kind of carbs they're eating. So if you're taking out the, especially if you're taking out the refined carbs, which a lot of people do, they, they go low carb and they think, Oh, I'm not going to eat the pastas and the breads and, and that kind of thing. So you're not spiking your blood sugar up and down. You're not having like, so if these, these refined carbs will spike your blood sugar up and then you'll usually crash later on. So when you get that crash, your body's saying, Oh wait, I don't have enough blood sugar. I, and you start craving, you know, things like chocolate and pasta Mm -hmm. and things like that. So, I mean, if you take, if you're, if you take those kinds of things out and people automatically start losing weight, if you're taking just the those refined sugars out, um, there are studies that say like just taking eating less carbs will just have you lose weight. So it it depends. Like it's always like, what kind of carbs are you eating? Right. So Um, basically people can be taking out these refined carbs, but if they're, and they think they're losing weight, but they may end up having the same result if they actually just replace them with like whole carbs and unrefined. And, but they, in their mind, they think, oh, I'm taking them out. So I'm losing weight. Right. Yeah. And it's great to take these, you know, you don't want your, your, you don't want all your carbs coming from like the simple and um, carbs or the refined carbs. So I guess it depends on what kind of diet you're on, but those, those, those complex carbs to take those out is not going to help you in the long run. Like, you know, people are on these diets and they want to lose weight quickly. And you might, you might, lose weight quickly. But then if you start adding them fully back in again, like too much, it, you know, you can gain weight again. Well, and like we said, when you take out your carbs completely, you start um, eventually having issues with brain function and energy levels and, Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And so long-term sustainability of this doesn't happen. And then when you go back, when you realize I need, I, I can't function, you start, you almost like, head the other direction. Cause your body needs it so bad that then you're overdoing it. And then you're mm-hmm. getting all that weight back. And so it's like, it's when it comes to dieting, I, I mean, I'm not a diet. I, I don't, 
I'm not a diet fan in general. I'm, I believe okay. in more like, you know, whole, you know, wellness, um, type practices as it is with, if you lose weight, then that's great. But, um, people don't realize like you can't do these short-term diet plans and think you're going to keep weight off because your body science is that your body needs carbohydrates. It needs glucose to function. Right. Yeah. Like you said, a lot of people are just, they're taking out those carbs that they could actually just replace. Yes. And, and another thing I was just thinking of is like the portion sizes are something else to think about when you're trying to lose weight. So, I mean, your body needs those carbs. They need glucose, like you said, for brain function and, and just for energy. Um, so having a moderate amount of those healthy starches, like potatoes and sweet potatoes, healthier grains, you know, brown rice, oats, things like that. Even though you just have like, maybe you go from like a cup of brown rice to a half a cup of brown rice, you're still getting your carbs versus having more of them. So I I have worked with clients before who are trying to lose some weight because they need to, and you know, totally fine. Um, So sometimes that can help just cutting down on your portion size of it, but don't not to cut, to cut it out fully. Even the healthy stuff is, you know, unless there's a a big issue, doesn't seem, you know. And also um, one thing I read lately was something like when it comes to long-term weight loss, like the beginning of your weight loss, you actually lose different things first in your weight loss process. And as time goes on, you start losing the fat. And so like at first you're losing that water weight, you're losing that lean mass, you're losing other things. And then down the line is when you're actually losing that fat. So people initially think that they're losing weight when you're actually not. Right. A lot of times it's water weight. It's a lot of times it's um, your body holding on to like the processed carbs and things like that, like sugars and stuff could be causing inflammation in your body. So you turn to, you know, the good foods and healthier veggies and all that stuff. And your the inflammation is lowered and yeah, you, you, you're losing some, um, water weight, but after you stay on, you know, I don't like the diet term either. I don't like diets or anything like that, but you know, if you keep going on a healthy path, then you start losing some of the extra weight that maybe you've been carrying in a healthy way. So you're losing a little bit of weight here and there, instead of like that first time around, like you said, like, okay, the first two weeks you're losing like 10 pounds, it might be water weight or whatever. Right. You know, and that's, that's such a good point about the inflammation too, because yes, the inflammation, you know, inflammation and also, um, you know, like the, you know, chronic stress response from Mm -hmm. eating, you know, all these foods that our bodies aren't loving, um, it causes inflammation. And when you remove that and you, and the inflammation goes down, I know that when I, cause I have gut issues and, you know, I work with a functional medicine, um, doctor and Mm -hmm. ever since like I reduced, I actually, I didn't just reduce, I had to cut gluten completely out of my diet, my inflammation and my digestive tract, like in like diminished to almost nothing. And the bloating and the puffiness I felt went away too. And that can also be felt and looked at as weight, but it's really just the inflammation that's going down. Right. Totally. Um, I mean, I had to cut out gluten as well because of the same digestive issues or, and things like that, but anything that, anything that's going to cause inflammation in your body is going to do that. So like you said, is it weight loss or is it, you know, just feeling better? lower inflammation. And that could happen with, I mean, different carbs, but could happen with 
any, any foods that is, are reacting with your body too. Um, exactly. It really is. I mean, gluten is not the answer to everybody. And that's one thing like I'm pretty big on and it's, it's actually another topic I do want to talk about on the podcast in general. Um, but gluten isn't like cutting gluten is not necessarily so many people think it's like the healthy thing to do. And the problem is, and I'm sure you struggle with this as well, is that gluten is in all these amazing, um, unrefined whole grains. And when you cut the gluten, you're also cutting out a lot of that fiber and things that you need. And I struggle with finding gluten-free bread products that taste good, that I love, that also are kind of whole grain because so many gluten-free products are just shoved with things that aren't necessarily as great as the whole grain. And that's something I really struggle with. So yeah, it's another topic, but yeah, yeah. there are a lot of fillers. They put extra fillers in it. So, cause the gluten makes things like light and fluffy and, you know, or well, it can be dense and fluffy, but like a fluffy kind of nice bread or something like that. And yeah, they have to put extra things in because you're not getting the gluten and it's, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I mean, I really do like, that's kind of a thing. Cause I, I always had, um, I always ate, um, like, uh, sprouted wheats and things like that versus, um, gluten-free when it came to breads before, before I realized that I needed no gluten. And so, um, yeah, anyway, that's like a whole nother discussion, but yes, carbs are not to be feared and carbs are the hard thing is, is like, people don't realize like carbs are actually in a lot of things and people think like, oh, I'm cutting out carbs. I'm just going to cut out bread products. And it's like, well, no, there's vegetables that have carbs. There's, you know, and it's not just the, the bread products that have carbs. Right. Like if you want to cut out those processed foods, then yeah, sure. Just make sure you're getting them from another source. Like you said, I mean, broccoli contains, um, carbs, but it contains, um, protein as well. So every food we tend to think of foods as like, okay, this food is a carbohydrate and this food is a protein, but I mean, beans contain carbohydrates and protein. So, you know, it's not just a box. We put everything in. They, they, exactly. it's kind of like a Venn diagram. They like go, they, they put, have a leg in, in a few different, you know, areas. Right. Um, right. totally. And I mean, um, I was going to say one more thing about that. Oh, and the other thing is that when it comes to, you know, in general, I think that people, you know, think are, they, I think they feel like a, a, a low carb slash no carb diet is synonymous with just cutting out, um, the bread products when in in reality, a lot of people that do this, like we said, are really actually just cutting out those simple carbs that they really should reduce anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, and they think that, you know, they're actually like, it's really the car, just the label carb that's helping them. And it's actually just taking those out that, you know, putting, lowering those in their life when they, they should really be doing that. Um, yeah. So what about when, so what are some tips when it comes to people like in the diet world, like what their fear, the fear of carb and all that in there. I know a lot of people tend to, um, tend to be drawn to that because they see these photos and they see these quote unquote results. And, um, a lot of them are fake and a lot of them mm-hmm. are just there to make money. And a lot of them are done by non-licensed professionals. 
Right. And that's all over. Like I always say to people, okay, you're following a site who helped you with this diet. Where are you getting from? What kind of credentials does this person have? You know, because a lot of times, I mean, at the gyms that I've gone to, people are like, well, I'm going to put you on a a food plan. And this is while I was getting my degree. And I was like, well, what's, what, what's your credentials or something? And they're like, you know, trainers or something. So just be, yeah. everybody be careful who you're listening to. Right. Just, Cause you don't want to get totally. Um, no. Well, and no. that's the thing. I mean, even for me, like I scope, you know, scope of practice is really, really important. And those people that understand scope of practice, um, they know what to do, but so many people out there have, you know, and like, cause I'm not a licensed nutritionist. I'm not a licensed dietitian. Um, I do have an undergraduate degree in biology and psychology. I have master's in education and two teaching credentials. And so I know a ton about teaching and I am a licensed teacher and I am a health coach. And so I have the ideas and I know the knowledge behind it, but I also don't write meal plans for people. And I've had people ask me like, can I pay you to write me a meal plan? And I'm like, no, because that is not what I do. And that's, and you shouldn't be paying me to write a meal plan and you shouldn't be paying anybody to write a meal plan unless it's a licensed professional. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know until you start learning about it. Even like yeah. before, cause I was a health coach before I went and got my, but so I was trying to help some people. And then I'm like, I don't know, I, I shouldn't, I, I, I didn't write any meal plans, but you know, people are asking just like you. Yeah. And I started going to school and I'm like, Oh yeah, you can't, you gotta be careful with this. You gotta be careful with that. Like with different things and what kind of medications are people on and you right. know, it was into so much. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it could get a little complicated. So it's not well, and, about like, oh, have this for breakfast or something, you know? Right. And also, um, I mean, I've been to like doctors before that don't even look at everything you're on, let alone unlicensed professionals, you know? Like, right. yeah. you know, it's you, everyone has to be an advocate for their self. And we have to weed away those layers of onion that we're surrounded with online because it really can be dangerous. Like you say, I mean, most of us like, most of us, you know, can kind of use our gut, no pun intended, to tell us mm-hmm. what we should be eating. Um, and unless you have like a, you know, a, a real medical goal or condition, um, you're probably fine just like, you know, eating what feels right to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, at least in California, you can't write meal plans. I know it, I know it kind of changes from state to state, though, right. from what I understand. Yes, definitely. State but, to state, people are, have different licenses and, and things yes. like that. Yes, totally. Well, in reality, even in California, um, at least in California, and a a lot of other states, you actually don't even need a license, you don't need you don't need any certification to be a health coach, you can just kind of be one. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, I guess I'm technically certified to teach people. So I, I just did this, the health coach thing, honestly, because I love to learn, to be completely honest, I love, and I'm a science geek. So I love learning, (laughs) you know, the science behind these, the statistics behind things. Um, it just helps me be a better person when I work with people, helps me share information, you know, with my audience and things like that. Um, but there's a lot of people that don't know what it, what, what any of it means. And they do it based on themselves. And like you said, every single person is different. And that's kind of like what I learned when I was actually, you know, as a teacher, that's kind of what I learned. Cause I actually, um, I have a general education teaching credential, but I also have a special education degree. 
And that's something you learn in special education is the individual child and how to reach the same goal. Like all of us learn in different ways and have different pathways. And, and you have to, when you're working with people, you have to have that individuality and that client centered um, outlook. Right. And so many people sell this one size fits all. Yes. And it drives me crazy. I yeah. know <laughs> it drives me crazy. So Let's talk, you know, as we finish here, let's talk a little bit um, just kind of about like the all or nothing. And I know you and I've talked about that. And I think Mm -hmm. we both kind of have the same outlook of, you know, all or nothing. Um, And we've talked about, you know, refined carbs versus, you know, unrefined. Tell us a little bit about your philosophy when it comes to, you know, overall, when it comes to these things. Yeah. So I don't believe in this restricted way of eating with, especially with carbohydrates, but with anything, um, we should be feel allowed to eat what makes our bodies feel good, but also what are like, make our minds feel good. What makes us happy. So what I tell my clients and I tell anybody who asks me these things is have most of your diet be whole plant-based foods. If you're eating a plant-based diet, that is, but you know, whole foods. So for the carbohydrates, whole carbs. So you're eating your veggies, you're eating, um, whole grains, you're eating, you know, legumes, things like that. And then if you want a vegan gluten-free pizza or whatever, sometimes or like, you know, have a nice big salad or roasted veggies with it, and then have some slices of a couple of slices of vegan pizza. It's not, that's not going to hurt your health. Um, it might hurt your, um, mental health. If you're struggling to be like, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. I can't eat that. And that's when issues arise. And I've had that for myself. I'm talking about myself as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I was so restrictive at times and it's, it doesn't have to be as long as most of your foods are, you know, real whole foods, you can have those treats sometimes as long as you're, you know, as long as they're in moderation and right. Like that. Well, and what I like to tell my kids is like, cause you know, I've got three kids that I'm also trying to, I'm trying to cultivate a happy relationship with food, but also cultivate the, um, the knowledge of our body needs nutrients to function. Like that's just the science and the biology behind it. Like you cannot survive on chocolate chips, cookies and cake, because those don't provide the essential nutrients that our body needs. However, there's no study out there that says that there's a that there's a significant difference with someone who is a hundred percent stringent, never eats anything other than whole foods, this, that, and somebody who eats mostly whole foods, right? Both of them provide the same nutritional benefit and the same, um, health benefit. In fact, I would argue that the person that is super stringent is actually probably less well than the person Mm -hmm. that isn't super stringent, because like you said, you brought in that mental health point and, Chronic stress, we all know, causes a whole slew of health issues. Yeah. Um, and that mentality of all or nothing, you know, really just provides a lot of chronic stress, you know, long term. Um, so, you know, we have a candy jar on our counter. My kids are allowed to eat candy whenever they want. But what happens is when, like, I actually just had this issue with my middle one. He's, I've just been noticing lately that his choices of snacks and things like that haven't been as um, wholesome and nutritious as, um, you know, we work towards. And his behavior is totally um, following suit with that. He's having more meltdowns. He's 
you know, less patient. Mm-hmm. He's frustrated. And I, I sat him down the other day and I was like, look, this is what I've noticed. It seems to me that, you know, you're not eating as many nutritious things. Well, our bodies need that nutrition in order to make good decisions, in order to react well to things, in order to focus, in order to be able to listen. And I'm like, I think that maybe you're not giving your body what it needs. And instead of telling him like, you can't eat that, it's more explaining the science behind it to help him understand like why this is happening. Smart. That's very smart because so they, uh, people should know from a young age, our foods are there to fuel us. You can have some treats and stuff, but food is fuel for ourselves to make yep. our bodies healthy. So totally. Yeah. That's yeah. smart. And- yeah. And that's, I just, you know, it's a, it's a hard line because I don't want my kids to think, you know, things are bad and good. I mean, all things are fine to eat, but Mm -hmm. you also need to to fuel your body. It's like having your car run on something that isn't gas. It's not going to (laughs) happen. Right. Right. Totally. So, um, yeah, well, thank you so much for helping educate my audience about carbohydrates. And I'm hoping that as you're listening, um, if you do fear carbs, you realize that it's, there's nothing to fear. We actually need carbs. Our body needs them. And the science supports the fact that, you know, most of us, unless you have a mental condition need to have a wide array of, you know, healthy carbs in order to function. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here, Mary Ellen and everyone else listening. Um, Uh, Stay tuned for next episode when we're going to kind of further our discussion in the carbohydrate arena. And we're going to talk a little bit about sugars and the other fear in our diet world. So many fears out there right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for being here. Talk to you soon.